Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode five of Five Deep, a group of podcasters who get together each week to achieve their goals using accountability. Good evening, gentlemen. It's just three of us. We're three deep at the moment, but hopefully Harmony will turn up in a minute. And Lee, Harmony's on holiday currently in Florida, so she'll probably just pop up in a second. And honestly, Lee's probably falling asleep in front of the fire. But we've got Rodney and we've got Howard here. Good evening, Rodney. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Or should we say good afternoon? Because where you are, what is it, about three, four o'clock in the afternoon stateside? It's four. Four o'clock. Four yeah, o'clock. Four. Have we have we talked about whereabouts in the States you are? I mean, obviously I know where you are, but you know, tell tell the world about whereabouts in America you are. I'm like those old wrestlers. I'm from parts unknown. Can you yeah. remember when wrestling was WWF and they they, they got sued or they got tried to be sued by the world what was the it the world, world I can't even say I'm like Jonathan Ross the world wife the world life federation fund wasn't it <laughs> somebody <laughs> world life <laughs> what is it world wife the, the world life okay. John, do you know who Jonathan Ross is <laughs> no he's a chat host over here in the UK and he can't say his R's and he's called Jonathan Ross, and he he says Jonathan Wass. He he says the R's of a W, and um, it's easily done at times. It's easily done. So you're over in you're over in Connecticut, is that right, Rodney? Connecticut. Connecticut. What's it like? What's it like in Connecticut then? What's the weather doing over in Connecticut? It's cold, and and then then it, then it's cold again, and then right now it's cold. And cold again. <laughs> now, it's been like it's been raining, like um, like the icy rain, and it's a little bit of snow, cold. And one day was like really nice out, and then like the next morning, but they, you know, they said the temperatures are going to drop. Right. So, cool. Yeah. But, uh, this is um, this I guess like this whole area, like the East Coast, of New England, and stuff like that around this time winter, it's is pretty cold out. And then we go from one of extreme to the country to Howard. Good evening, Howard. Um, and you're over in Texas. That's correct. Yes. And when, I mean, you've been having a bit of cold weather over there occasionally. I mean, last week when we spoke, it was about five degrees, wasn't it? You was getting a bit concerned because there's a little bit of ice appearing on you on the roads and they were going to have to, you know, take you off the roads, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They shut everything down with just a little bit of ice. Did they? Yeah, that's a yep. bit, little bit like that in the UK. You know, when we get a little bit of snow, the whole country goes to standstill. And when I went over to um, Finland, you know, you've got lorries and buses caning around in the snow. And it's just like over here, they'd be like, you know, smashing into lampposts and walls and everything. But I suppose it's a bit like that over your way. Do you, do you get any snow plows and stuff like that in Texas? No, no snow plows. They, oh, really? Mm-mm. So what do they do to prepare for the like when, when it does? Well, when it, when it does snow, what do they do? They get big ass trucks to put salt and sand on the road, and that's about it. Yeah, they do all of that. They they well, you know, they um you'll see like the the city or the state trucks and stuff like loading up and preparing, and when there's a snowstorm coming, they plowing the sand. It's one of the things that happens when you're out there cleaning your front yard or your driveway, they'll come by and just plow it all right back in in front of you, all that hard work you did. 
I can remember when I used to ride a motorbike. You'd be riding a motorbike at night time, um, caning through the lanes in the, in, the, in the winter, and all of a sudden there'll be a, a lorry coming the other way, and it'd be the Gritter lorry, and there'll be lights flashing on the top. You're like, shit, Gritter! And all of a sudden it'd be throwing salt at you and in your eyes, and oh, it used to sting like buggery, like, you know? And what is that called, or, or what? A Gritter lorry. That's what we call them over here. Yeah, but... There you are. Anyway, well, it's nice to have you join us, guys. Like I say, Lee might be here in a minute. Um, Harmony, I dare say she'll pop in at some time. But it's the end of the month. It's February. So we're going to be talking about February's goals on this episode. We're going to be talking about perhaps setting some goals for March. And um, then we'll, we'll talk about comfort zones. I think that's a good thing to talk about tonight, perhaps. So, Rodney, what was the goal that you set for February? Can you remember way back the beginning of February? I mean, February's an awkward month because we've only got 28 days. And to be honest with you, the month's shot by. You know, it's, I was expecting another week. The, the the month has shot by. So it's a short short month this month. But what was your goal that you set for February? And, um, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. It was to work out six days a week, which I started off very strong mm-hmm. this week. And then, um, like I, did I share with you guys last week? I was saying like, I I just, my balance was off. I was working a lot and, uh, you know, doing family things and I just didn't take the time for myself. So it went down to like three days a week. So I didn't, I didn't complete. Like I was strong in that first week though. Mm. Killed. Well, think of it this way, mate, You, you know, you know where you went wrong and the thing is, it's like, just don't be too hard on yourself because you've done more than what you would normally do. So next month, look at it and say, right, okay, how did I do in February? How can I, how can I grow on that next month? Yeah, I, I definitely know what I did. I, I, but I, it took me like to look back and while I was struggling, it took me to kind of look back. And I was like, oh, that, that's what it is. I, I just felt off and I didn't, just wasn't taking that time for myself. I wasn't cutting out a spot of time for myself and saying this, okay, I know what I got going on today, but from three to four, that's just going to be me, you know, getting in a workout or something like that. That's what I needed to do. So I, I find that February's a bit of a funny month anyway for exercise because, you know, January's that month where everybody gives it beans. The New Year's resolutions come in and everybody's, you know, really, really working hard to achieve their goals. And I, I generally find that February is the month where the people drop out of exercise. You know, they've done a month of exercise and the, the, you, you start to see the gym emptier than any in February, I find, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Definitely it empties out by February, but I was fortunate enough that I've been lazy for a couple of years now. So I really was. I wasn't part of that like January <laughs> wave getting it in. How about you, Howard? What was your goal for February? Can you remember? Yes, it was to finalize. Well, I guess to say the, the first major draft of the pre-workout and to start shopping for manufacturers. So finish the formula and then now I've been just reaching out to manufacturers, trying to get somebody on the phone, et cetera. How's, how's that going then? Is that an easy task? Uh, it depends because the manufacturers I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking for specific like certifications that they have and the ones that I've reached out to so far, I have the feeling that they're for large companies, you know, companies that make millions, millions of dollars. And so I'm kind of thinking, okay, are they going to give me the time of day? So, but we'll see, you know, it never hurts to ask. Mm. 
So uh, I just keep reaching out, you know, to different ones. So I have a whole big list of them. It sounds a difficult task. It, it because it's like any anything I find that you know you've got to start somewhere. But a lot of these business businesses only want to start with people that are at the top. And how do you get to the top if you can't start? And you know it, it's a whole difficult thing. That whole process, isn't it? It is. Um, like I was saying, that I'm looking for ones with specific certification at least. And there are some that are manufacturers who are smaller and they don't have the certifications. I could go with them pretty easily, but to me, this is different because it's not like I'm creating a a t-shirt where it's like, okay, if I go with the cheap supplier, yeah, the cheap t-shirt's cheap material, but you know, I can charge less and people would, okay, it's a cheap t-shirt, but this is something that people are going to be consuming. And so I want to make sure that the manufacturer I go with is top notch because and I can be in big trouble, you know, with the federal government if it's not, everything's not snuff. Yeah. And you said, I think, on previous episodes that um, that your advice that you was given was to do a pre-workout first and not to do a protein powder. What, why is that then? Why is it more beneficial to have a, 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 um, a pre-workout recipe rather than a, a protein powder? couple of reasons I was provided is one, pre-workouts are much more popular these days. Everybody wants to take a pre-workout, you know, get the stimulant. I say everybody, but that's kind of in quotes, everybody. Another reason is uh, margins. So protein powder, most like mine, it's one pound bag, but most companies they'll sell it like in two pound bags or, or bottles or more. And so it's heavier to ship them. It can be more, so it's, you get better margins, meaning more profit margins. You get more money for what you're selling it for. Also with pre-workout, you can change the formula. So, you know, if this particular ingredient is really, really expensive at, you know, whatever amount you have in there, you can lower it and put just a little bit in there. And so it lowers your cost and you can do that with all the ingredients. So people can kind of change the formula to make the, the cost work. And what what sort of stuff do they put in these pre-workouts then? You know, what 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 do they normally fill it with? Well, there's a yeah, a wide array of ingredients. I mean, most of it's usually have caffeine and it's some mm. sort of caffeine, which is your stimulant. Although caffeine's very expensive now because of all the crap going on in the world. Usually they'll have some sort of like pump. You know, you get that pump when you lift weights. So it'll be something like citrulline. For example, that's probably like the most popular one that I know of. That's an amino acid. Uh, some put nootropics in it. So you can have anywhere from lion's mane to uh, another one is a form of choline, which is, I did an episode on that a couple of months ago at least. And uh, I'm actually preparing to do another episode on the podcast on that. They'll put, you know, just, there's just a, a, a laundry list of different ingredients you can put in there. And then, you know, companies will put a mixture of this, a little bit of that to kind of change up. Mm. You know, make it different from other what other companies are doing. Right. Okay. It just depends on what what you want the pre workout to do. Some don't have stimulants in it at all. The one I use doesn't have stimulants in it. Tomorrow, is, I don't know if you have this in America, but tomorrow is Shrove Shrove Tuesday. Do you have that pancake day? What is a Shrove's Tuesday? 
day. I don't know exactly what it is. It's it's what we we call Pancake Day, and I I think it's like the first official day of Lent or something like that. I, I'll have, I'll have to do some research on it. But what we do is we make pancakes over here in the in the UK, and they call it Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday. And, um, you know, they just make pancakes. And I was just, I was asking if you had that in the States, because that would be a perfect opportunity for you for doing a bit of publicity. Publicity. I can't get my words out tonight. A free bit of publicity, right, for, you could make protein pancakes, couldn't you? I could indeed. Yeah, I got a, I got a, um, I bought some rolled oats and you can use those to help make your protein is protein pancakes as well. Put those in the blender yeah. and cook them. I know there's an international pancake day, but I don't know if that's tomorrow or not. But it's always a good day for pancakes, unless you're Rodney and you're on a keto diet, then you got to use like egg whites or something instead of oh, instead of flour or something. Almond flour. I'm, I'm oh, a- almond flour. Yes, Ugh. correct. Yeah. I must have flour. I must admit, I'm not a huge lover of pancakes, to be honest with you. I think it's more of an American thing than over in the UK. For for me, that sort of battery texture, it, it plays havoc on me. I, I don't like it too much, to be honest with you. It's a bit stodgy for me. You like British? Sorry, <laughs> what are you saying? You like regular cake? Regular cake? What the hell's regular cake? Just cake. Is that what yeah. you said? As opposed to pancakes. Well, I like cake, but the the mixture for pancakes and cakes are totally different, aren't they? Well, I suppose it's not really, is it? It's egg flowers. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, oh, chocolate cake. I I can't believe we're like thirteen minutes into episode five, and Howard hasn't tried. You know, given a bit of a show promotion out at all yet. Have you? You not got anything there at all, Howard? <laughs> Let me see. Let me uh, just a second here. <laughs> Speak of the devil. He's, he's, he's a little oh, wow, look what I have here. It just so happens that I have some Howard's Blend plant-based protein powder still in stock, ready to purchase. Anybody out there looking for some plant-based protein, 20 grams per scoop, you can make pancakes with them, throw them in your oatmeal, just have a regular shake with it, and put whatever ingredients you want in there, depending on what your macros are in your diet. Fantastic. You're looking to get some? Hit me up on Instagram at Howard's Blend. For all you good-looking ladies out there, I might give you a discount as well. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Have you finished? Did you say it, sir? Well, what, what, while you're doing a bit of promotion there, you may as well stand up there with that fine sweatshirt on and give a give your um, friend a bit of promotion there as well, Howard. I will give him. Well, I got to kind of lean down or else I'll be out of the camera because I'm just so tall. I'm like Rodney's height there, you know. What does it say on your sweater? This is the Hussein Abdullah H.A. Holmes Notorious Bear sweatshirt. Sweet. That's a nice jumper. Hit him up on Instagram at H.A. Holmes U.S. Good guy. You want to hook up with him there, Rodney? Yeah, man. We talked a little bit behind the scenes. We had a a brief exchange. So definitely something if I'm looking to get out that way. You know, I know there's a contact out there, so sweet sweet well my my goal for february was to lose some weight i wanted to get i wanted to get down to 15 stone um and i've managed to get down it's been a bit of a funny month in the sense that i lost weight i put on weight i lost weight and now again this week i've lost weight so i've i've got down to 15 stone 
£3. So I think had it been a bit of a longer month, like most months, then I would have reached my 15 stone target. So I'm £3 off my target. I'm going to carry on rocking and rolling from that. But I'm feeling really, really good in myself, to be honest with you at the minute, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm able to fit into the, the clothes that I haven't fitted in for a long time. And these are clothes that I normally are fitting into in the summer. So, I mean, I don't know what you guys are like, but I'm like a grizzly bear in the in the winter. I like going to hibernate. Hibern- I, can't, I can't speak. I can't speak. Hibernation mode and um, put on a bit of the, the few extra pounds and then lose them in the summer. So for me to be at this stage now in the winter is, is rock and roll. And you're feeling good too. That's the most important thing. Like, I am. Feeling. Yeah, I am feeling good. I'm I'm getting around my post round and, you know, I'm running around and doing, I, I've been doing a little bit of running and um, feeling, feeling good for it, you know? And um, this weekend I went out for a walk. I'd done um, a bivy camp. Did you see the posts that I put up on, um, on Instagram at all? Yeah, I did see you out there holding signs in the, in the lot. Yeah, well, it was for we our group has attempted to break a world record, and um, I thought that it, it had been a record that had already been set, but it hasn't. We we are in the process of you know setting a new world record, and the whole principle was was they were trying to get as many people out underneath the stars, bivy camping. Um, have you do you know do you know what bivy camping is? Well, it's just basically camping underneath the stars without a tent so you would have like a sleeping bag and they are they've got a bivy bag so it's just basically like a waterproof bag that the forces use um you know the military use to go over your sleeping bag to protect it so if it rains it's just a go so then they call it a bivy bag so it was a bivy camp so uh, there was about 3500 of us on the on the, our facebook page and we will find out, I think, tomorrow how many people actually did it. But there was loads and loads of people from all over the country, from all over the world, actually. South Africa, there was people all over the place that camping underneath the stars on Saturday night. And um, we'll talk a little bit about comfort zones in a minute. But that was something that was out of my comfort zone because, I, you know, I always go out camping in a tent. But to actually being outdoors in winter here in the UK, in a tent, not in a tent, you know, it, it was quite an achievement. I was quite, quite proud that we'd done it, to be honest with you, because it was right on the cliff tops um, here in a place called Rame, which is the Ramehead Pen- Peninsula down on the south coast. So, you know, it was blowing a hoolie. The wind was blowing in and we was basically, me and mate George was just in a, in a, our sleeping bags right on the, on the coast there. But it was really, really enjoyable. The stars and that was absolutely amazing. There's a lot of wildlife out there. Yeah, there was loads because where we actually was, was we was down off the path. Me and him jumped over the hedge, um, over a fence, went through like some bracken, some big, you know, bracken that was up to your shoulders, you know, ripping you to shreds, all thistles and thorns and all that sort of stuff. And we went down all through this lot and then we got down to the bottom where nobody ever goes um, so that we knew that we was going to be out of the way of anybody. And there was honestly, there was, we we come across a huge, huge clearing and we climbed up to the top of this clearing and it was absolutely full of deer. You know, there was loads of them. There was about 150 deer all there because it's rutting season at the moment. So they're all mating and stuff like that. But there was absolutely loads of them and um, wild, wild ponies and all that sort of stuff. And it was quite, 
it was really nice to see, you know, because you never ever see that amount of deer in one place. It was, it's, it was quite, it was quite good, like you know. It does sound like fun. Yeah. Are you into camping, Howard? No. No. It just sounds like fun. I didn't say I would do it. Because <laughs> well, you're you're a bit of a, an outdoorsy sort of guy, isn't you? I mean, I thought that that might have been might have tickled your fancy yeah. going out camping, something like that, climbing up, going up on the trails, up on the mountains, doing a bit of camping. I'll go run. It sounds like a cool place to run. You know, there's like, except there's rocks everywhere, but I'm afraid of camping. And I guess this goes into the comfort zones. I'm always afraid I'm going to get bit and then get rabies. Yeah. And then not know it. And then once you get the symptoms, that's it. That's all. That's all she wrote. Well, I mean, I suppose it's a little bit different to where you are, to what we, where we are, because I mean, there's no real predator out there that we've got that could rip us to shreds. But where you are, there's quite a lot of stuff out there that would eat you I suppose Howard isn't there there's two-legged and four-legged cougars out here <laughs> so, what, what, sounds interesting if only I could be attacked by a two-legged cougar then <laughs> so wait a minute now so how old are you how old am I yeah oh, 45 okay, so now cougar would technically have to be how many years older than you in it 10 hey, years it's 10 I think, Beggars can't be choosers, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> so this cougar would be 55, Howard. That's that's coming up to like you know retirement age, mate. When you're when you're all your glands and your innards are all drying up, you know, it's like, hey, it's you take it where you can get it, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a release. Anyway, what's what sort of goals are you going to be setting for for March then, Rodney? Is it going to be a is it going to be a fitness one again, or are you looking at you know? Money, monetary goals, or your business? What, what are you, what are you going to be aiming for in March? Yeah, fitness and uh, money and monetary is definitely going to be every month. I didn't, I don't know if I'll set specific ones for each month, but that's definitely going to be ongoing because fitness is just basically is going to be my lifestyle. So yeah. I'm going to get back to having a fit lifestyle. And um, and of course, re- with the real estate, I'm always looking we're waiting on answers for a couple of offers we put in now just waiting and if i could if i could give something every month then you know and it and it doesn't affect me you know pockets then i would do something every month so those things are always going to be there and then i have to I have a research that i have to get done by the end of this month for my emr or my emergency medical response certification so i have to research and it's 18 hours, so gotta, I definitely got to get that done by the 31st. Cause my um, my certification expires on the 31st of March, so. Right, sweet, sweet. How about you then, Howard? What goals have you set yourself for, for March? The big goal is to find a manufacturer that gives me the month to go through the list and then see if I find somebody to work with. That's the big goal. Are you, um, you know... How are you going to fund this then? I mean, is this something that you've looked at at all? It's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, it just depends on how much it is. Mm. You know, I, I've got a good amount of money stored away that I could use to fund the first run. That's one option. Um, and then I mentioned it in the other, the other episodes is, or, or the, um, I think our first, uh, five deep check-in that, you know, maybe I could try to find, get a bank loan. I don't want to really want to do that. I don't want to get stuck getting loans, at least at this point in the journey. That's an option. Uh, and then once I get 
you know, once I find a manufacturer, then, you know, maybe I could then start promoting it and maybe people want to pre-order it. But, you know, by then I want to, I want to know at least what's going to be in it. And I would have to find a manufacturer and then they would have to quote me the price for whatever it is. And then I can actually promote it because then I can say, okay, this is what's going to be in it. And, um, I'm also going to have to build a website because howardsblend.com is no longer up. The subscription is over. So I got to build another website then for the product as well. Do you think in 2022, and I'm going to ask both of you guys this, do you think in 2022 you actually need a website? Uh, it depends. I I'm, I guess I'm looking at it in terms of selling an actual uh, consumer goods. Yeah, you want to have a website for people to go and they want to take a look at it especially like with the supplement, they want to look at the supplement facts, you know, it's more and more consumers are into that. They're actually reading what's on the, what's in the product now, which is a good thing. And, uh, I think you need it. Yeah. At least, at least to sell a, a sell a product. But then can't you sell your product on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Yeah. They have the, what is it? The Instagram marketplace, whatever it's called, or yeah. Facebook marketplace. Absolutely. You can do it there as well. I just think, Maybe this is old thinking that, and this goes into your your first impressions as well from the last week, is that people want to go to a website to take a look at it, and then rightly or wrongly, they're going to judge the business as well on how nice the website looks. And if it looks kind of you know, cheaply put together, for lack of a better term, then they may not want to buy the product unless they know who you are. So maybe the maybe the tide is turning to where you don't need an actual website anymore, but to me, I think, yeah, if you're going to sell something, you you need a website. What do you think, Rodney? Yeah, I think uh, it kind of legitimizes people to, to a certain demographic, them being able to click on something and see the website and see it's comprehensive gives them a little bit of, um, you know, just like comfort that this is a real thing, of confidence that they, they're going to buy the product. Now we know that anybody can put up a website and it could be a shell website to to um you know get people's money but the the important thing is you're gonna have the website it's comprehensive it's it's uh, user friendly and most important thing is you deliver what your website or what your or your mission statement says and then people will come back i think once he has a you know a really good a list of clientele and i think the website won't really it won't really be necessary to, to to have it but i think like for me going into once i once i get a certain amount of uh, doors or properties with doors on them um i'm gonna i would gonna get in i want to get into the property management phase too so once once i get into the property management phase then more than likely then i will i will like have a website it won't just be like a phone number to call it'll be a website so mm. you can see service different services i'm, I'm offering i'll tell you what i'm seeing a lot of over here at the moment because um the, and the reason why i've come across it is because my my auntie passed away a couple of about a week or so ago and i'm going up to um her, her funeral on the 8th of february so 8th of March, sorry. If it was 8th of February, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a bit late. But no, I'm going up to, to Yorkshire, which is about a six hours drive away. And um, I was looking at hotel prices and hotels are really, really expensive at the moment. But uh, lots of people are renting out properties on Airbnb. 
And um, is that something that you could be interested in, Rodney? Have you thought about you know buying a property and and, do it, and having a property for Airbnb? Yeah, specific to like vacation yeah. type town, like yeah. a Florida, you know, the Carolinas and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely I'm going to explore. Like if it has anything to do with real estate, I'm going to explore it. You know, it's just I want to. I got th- certain things I want to do right now. So from there, that'll springboard me to the next thing. So it's like it's a definitely a step pro- step step by step process. So Airbnb, um, there's also this um, now with I don't know how um, how lucrative it is right now, but during the height of the pandemic, a lot of like the traveling nurses and stuff like that, you get. Um, contract you would you would have them contracted out for like six months so they're going to be in your area for six months to help the local hospital it'd be like a nice flat rate and they basically just would be going there to sleep they won't even you want so in that situation you're not worried about them damaging your property because they're just there to sleep they're going to be doing putting on all kind of hours yeah local medical facilities so yeah, i'm I, in all of it i did think of you today when i was looking that up that's all and, and it's just like I, I feel that you know in 2022 you you have when you've got your a business where you're selling a product or or providing a service i think you have got to try to be a little bit unique and trying to go down a different route and i was thinking with you as well there howard you know perhaps you could have some affiliates um, you know, selling some of your product, you know, I mean, like the, the product that I get over here in the UK, you've got Huel and they've set up Hooligans. Um, and I don't know if you, you know about that, but it's basically people that um, use Huel that put pictures up on Instagram and Facebook and they hashtag it Hooligans. And what it's basically doing is the more pictures and stuff that you put up, will then give you some money back off their product. And it's basically a cheap way of advertising your product. You know, if you had, you know, 100, 200, 300 people being a Howard Blend um, protein again, or whatever you wanted to call it, you know, and they're hashtagging it up and they're at the gym and they're putting, the, 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 the you know, doing the stuff that you do with your Howard's Blend pouches and talking about it. It's free publicity, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a great idea. And I did something similar to that uh, where I said, if anybody, I forgot what it was, I used some sort of website plugin for reviews. I said, if anybody left a review, whether it's positive or negative, just be honest that I would give them, I think it was like 10, 15% off the product or something like that. But yeah, that's absolutely a good idea. And just saying it now, the Ladies are all welcome to be in the uh, affiliate program. <laughs> all the ladies. Always goes back to that. And also, if you are somebody out there that would love to sponsor Howard, Howard's product, if you would like to give him a million pound or something like that towards the next project, I mean, now now is your time to plug Howard. What, what would you like to say to that person? If there's, a, if there's a rich Russian out there that would like to put some money into your product and nobody else wants, you know, they can't go down that route anywhere now. Are you open for them to, you know? Are you so they've, open- been, <laughs> they've been cut off from the international banking, but they, the Russians find their way to get money through Howard's Blend. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, it's, in, in all seriousness, um, that was something I looked at with, you know, like a venture capitalist, you know, where they call it, whatever, a venture capitalist. The thing is, is I, and this may be, short-sighted on my end 
I don't want to give up control of it. Usually when you, when you ask like, Hey, can you want to support, you know, whatever, or give however X amount of money, then they'll ask for a certain percentage of the company. And I don't, especially not now that I'm just beginning. I don't want to go right into the, into the, right up the starting, you know, starting block, whatever. And then already I've lost, you know, 10, 15% of what it could potentially be. So I'd like to control hundred percent, which is why I was looking at, you know, the money I've saved up getting a loan from like a bank since I have a business account, you know, it, I have, um, you know, I could even potentially go to f- family and friends and then just get a little bit of money from each of them, borrow it and then pay them back. Anything I can do to prevent from giving up some of the control of whatever the, wherever the company is going. I, yes, I, I can see that, but say you jumped into bed with a gym right? Not a gym as in a man, but a gym as in a gymnasium, right? And they took 15% of your business. But because you jumped on board with somebody, you actually sold 100% more stuff. Isn't that more benefit for you, surely? Absolutely. And I guess never say never, I guess. I would have to look at the uh, the terms, you know, whatever they wanted and then see where we go from there. So yeah, I'm open to it. I'm open. I'm open here. What anybody has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there that could help Howard at all, because you know, marketing, you, you, you'll put your hands in the air there and admit a hundred percent there, Howard, don't you? That, that marketing is a hard thing to get, to get to fathom, isn't it? I'm exactly the same. It's a hard, hard old thing to get your head around. It is. I mean, from a, a supplement, I guess, consumer good standpoint, yeah, it's marketing is difficult because a lot of the products are, you were talking about what goes into a pre-workout. A lot of them are basically the same, um, just different, the ingredients, you know, yeah, there's different ingredients, but there's a number of them that are, have caffeine in it. They'll put beta alanine in it for like fatigue, you know, it's just, and they'll put in the same or similar dosages, you know, it's just different flavors, et cetera. So it's, you have good marketing is needed in order to differentiate yourself. And I don't, I don't know Jack about marketing and I will be honest here and say that I really don't want to know a lot about marketing, but it's something I should know about. And that's where it's like, I'm kind of like, Oh, I just, I just don't like the marketing aspect Mm. of it, even though it is necessary. Well, you think about it really. I mean, you go on about protein powders that then the the ingredients are near enough, all the same in all of them, but isn't, the ingredients the same in anything really you know if you buy a cake it's the same ingredients if you buy breakfast cereal it's pretty much the same ingredients if you buy a car it's pretty much the same ingredients the only difference is is that how the the different companies have niched down to a specific clientele or they've 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 taken it down a specific route isn't it you know i mean what how how could you make your brand how could you niche it down which direction could you go in to make your brand different to everybody else you know well you're to your first point yes you are correct that the ingredients are the same and like what is it coke and pepsi yeah they're pretty much carbonated water flavoring coloring they just have a different taste and what is it starbucks coffee is coffee but they've built an image around like you know people feel good about walking around with the starbucks cup or um, what is it? Apple. You know, nobody, nobody wants to cover up the little apple, 
what is it? I saw somebody somebody on YouTube whatever doing a speech that nobody wants to cover up the little Apple sign on the back of their computer. They want people to see that they're using Apple. But how I can the only way I know now is from the first uh, or I uh, I think it's from the first episode of our podcast is just to to market myself um, in terms of like to make it to differentiate myself. I mean I'm my goal is to make products that have efficacious dosages of the ingredients in it. I don't want to, in the industry, they call it pixie dust. You just put a little bit of an ingredient in there, not enough to really, for anybody to get any results from it, but they can put, oh, we have X ingredient there. I want to put what has been shown in studies to be efficacious uh, of the dosages in there. And, but I also want to make it to where I don't want it to be $80 or something like that for a, a, a tub of the stuff. I want to make it affordable for people to use. So um, I guess that's one, that's a couple of avenues to, to be differentiating. But my focus now is, is on me because nobody knows who I am. Mm. Yeah. And literally, other than you guys, nobody knows who I am. Why would somebody want to buy a protein powder from me when they can buy it from like Optum Nutrition? They make their gold standard protein. They're a large supplement company and I like their stuff. They make good stuff. Uh, but why would somebody want to buy my product? Well, then the only thing I can think of is, okay, let me promote me, get people to know, like, and trust me, and then they will want to buy my product then. And that, and that's what's so difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, Rodney's got his properties and he's, that you know, that he's working towards and he's got, he's set his, um, his goals and he's got his values and the same with you. And it's, it's, it's getting, you know, it's setting up a business, it's building a business and it's working out how you can, what route you're going to take it down, how you're going to get people to recognize you. You know, you're only a little minnow, you're only a little tiny fish in that, that big, big ocean. So how do you actually get yourself out there so people recognize you? And it's something that all of us are going to have to, to master. And I mean, I, as much as I hate to say it, I think it comes to a stage where you've actually got to get out your comfort zone and you've actually got to go to a marketing company and say, right, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? How can I get people to recognize me? Because the thing is, it's all right. People saying, oh, well, you've got to be on social media. Gary V says, put 40 things up on social media a day. But, you know, when you're a dad, when you're at work, when you're, it's so hard, isn't it? And I know this is something that we've talked about time and time again. You've got to keep on showing up. But I, I will put my hands up and say I find it really, really hard to get up in the morning, put a post up on each platform, and then do it at lunchtime, then do it at break time, do it in the afternoon, do it. At it's so freaking difficult. Have any of you two got any answers to this? This this marketing? No, I mean I'm. Stuck. I don't really. I'm not. I'm the same thing with the social media. Like I, there's things where I know, like when I was doing the um, the movement challenge, it's like sometimes I will forget to, you know, and it's simple that I have the phone in my hand. All I got to do is press, you know, cord or just go live or whatever. But huffing and puffing, I get in the car, my mind somewhere else, and then I'm on to the next thing. And it becomes um, Groundhog Day where you're doing the same thing every day. Next thing you know, a week went by. No posts up, you know, you haven't checked in, you you know, so I, I haven't figured out how to really properly market my YouTube page, uh, the official 5D. Like I have really, I'm, I'm here and there with it. 
And then there's like, there'll be like a two or three day period where I'm like on it. Mm. And, you know, so it may be necessary to like have somebody, if it's not hiring, have somebody that's, that's willing to either coach you on the way to market or, you know, help you with your marketing. Another way, I mean, is there any colleges or universities around your area that are, are there's people that study in marketing that would perhaps like to take you on as a as a as a, a project? Howard, have you thought about that? Absolutely, I, I've thought about that. There was a coffee shop that I knew of that these got several guys who were in IT industry. They started it, and they I think they hired. Um, I don't know if there was a graduate or they were still in the college, but they hired them to run their social media. So that's another option as well because it's difficult because like I did the uh, I did the marketing the Facebook marketing for the supplement just to make ads on it and you know it's all artificial intelligence so every time I put a post or make an ad and I did it like four or five times they would ban it like immediately shut it down saying yeah. it's unsafe unsafe substances and I'm like it's a protein powder I mean what's unsafe about it and. I would have to appeal it and then you'd have to go through the whole rigmarole trying to get some, an actual person to look at it and not just do the automatic, whatever they do, like a computer review of it where they just deny it again. And so just get to be, it's got to be very, very cumbersome to do any type of ads on it. But, um, your point on the social media, that's where, uh, yeah, I've come, gone back and forth on that, like either posting, trying to sign up for a whole bunch of different social media platforms and posting on all of them but then it comes to okay well then if you're not doing it consistently if i'm not posting on instagram that's my big main platform if i'm not posting on instagram consistently then why even go to like three or four or five different platforms if i'm not even consistent on one what's the use of signing up for you know five or six of them then so it's just that's me now, is, is, and I've said it before a million times, just to be more consistent uh, on the one platform. And then maybe once I've got that down, try to go to two or three, similar to what Rodney was going through. When he want, wanted to do the six days a week working out, the first thing I thought of is, well, if, if six days is difficult, well, then focus on just doing four days. And then once you get that down, then go to five days. Mm. So work on the consistency first, whether it be working out, social media posting, whatever, and then expand. But yeah, having somebody to do social media for you, that would be a, a big help. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. It's a great suggestion. What a, why do you struggle with consistency then, Howard? As, I mean, on, the, on like your, your social media, let's just say, let's just say with your business at the moment, Howard's brand, your... your um, the reason why you're not as successful as you'd like to be, you've said, is due to your marketing, right? So how do you – why do you struggle with consistency in, in marketing on social media? I think the minor – the very minor reason, which is not um, the main one, is just I don't enjoy learning about it now that – I'll still push myself to do it, um, you know, in spite of not enjoying it. You know, I, I – studied and learned about how to do the Facebook ads and everything like that, you know, so, but, uh, we think here. So it's something I brought up to the group maybe a few months ago and I'm actually, I actually am doing a vlog on it where I use my, my uh, GoPro camera to record it. And that is for a time there, uh, my priorities were not set. So 
I was working a lot, but not on the supplements. I was working on doing research for Howard's Blend, the podcast. And then I was trying to book a lot of people to do interviews with, which some of them I was like, I was kind of like, hey, I, I can't, you know, I can't do the interview now. I got to hold it off because I got to work on what my priority was. So I was putting in all this work and, but I wasn't, uh, it wasn't where it should be, which is on promoting the product. Like what you, you said about the, the protein pancakes. I think I mentioned that in Harmony said it first and I said, yeah, I need to do that. And that was months ago and I haven't done, I didn't, I never did it. I did an episode where I put the music and everything and me putting the different ingredients to make my protein drink. There's so many different things I can do. I mean, <laughs> I feel a plug. This coming. right here, right, okay. <laughs> this right here is the research for the next episode of the podcast. Look at that. That's seven pages of notes, and I've put in, I've written stuff in there. These are the, if you can see it, these are the resources that I read through. It's not easy to make these podcasts where I'm going through research on a supplement and everything like that. And, and that's, that was part of the reason is I got so in depth and doing all this research that didn't really apply to making the pre-workout formula or anything like that, that I, I got off track. So I think more recently, that's what, what's, what's been holding me back. But I mean, the thing is, it's a catch 22 thing, isn't it really? Because if you showed up more on social media and if you did more podcasts, then people would hear you and more of your product because you were saying that, you know, you want to make yourself better known so that people know who you are and what your story is so that they buy your protein powder. So if you was to show up on social media more consistent and like, I mean, you've just lifted up a whole wad there of, of show notes. If you was to just highlight some important bits, bits and put it up on a social media post you know, and do that each day and then do a, a, an Instagram live each day and, and do five separate posts. That's going to get you more attention and it's going to get you more noticeability and it's going to get more people knowing who you are to buy your, pro your, pro your product. It's not rocket science, but why is it that we feel it's a struggle to do? You know, is it the fact that, I mean, this is my point of view. Is it the fact that, you know, you'll you, you, you spend 10, 15 minutes a year day doing a nice post and you'll get about three or four views and you think, I can't be fucked. <laughs> well, for me, um, the lower number of views, honestly, has never bothered me because I, I expect that to happen. Why would somebody want to follow me? I don't post really that that often. So it, it doesn't bother me that it doesn't get a lot of likes on it and stuff. Um, for me, it's... Um, and this is where I've been lax as a husband and I've been lax as a business owner. And that is I, I have not really sat down with the wife and told her like, Hey, this is what really needs to be done in my opinion to help move the ball forward. I mentioned before, she does not support me in what I do. And she said that she doesn't support it, but it's still up to me as the husband to tell her like, Hey, this is what I need to do in my opinion to move forward. And who knows, maybe when she hears like, okay, at least he's got a plan. Maybe then she would be more open to it. Like, okay, let's give it a shot. Okay. I'll give you your space to do what you have to do. Cause it's a similar to what Lee said, you know, she's like you said, being a father, especially to a little two-year-old, it's a, a lot of work. It doesn't seem like it, but it takes a lot of energy out of your day because little Sam doesn't care that I have 
my nine to five job to do if he's at home and I have to watch him if he can't go to daycare. He doesn't care that, you know, I've got a podcast to make or I've got social media posts. When he wants attention, he wants attention. So, you know, they don't understand that yet and it's not on him. And uh, yeah, that's, I'll just leave it at that. Have you noticed that children get attention? Because they demand it. No, no, no. What I mean is, have you noticed that when you take Sammy out in his pushchair, he gets attention from the women? Oh, yeah. I've actually uh, offered my friends who are single. I said, hey, if you give me like 50 bucks a, an hour, I'll let you take them out. And then I'll guarantee you'll get tons of numbers, dude. Well, I was thinking it this way, Howard. How about if when you're pushing him in his pushchair, right? If you was to get him a little Howard's Blend shaker, right? And he's feeding on his normal milk or whatever, but it's got Howard's Blend. People will start asking and asking the question. You could use him as a, as a publicity thing there. Look. And you're getting, you're getting chicks asking, it, what's this Howard Blend? What's this? Stuff? It's a good bit of form of, um, bit of advertising there for you, mate. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down because especially if the ladies ask, oh, what's this Howard Blend? I'll be like, I'm Howard Blend. You only have to get some right some Howard Blend stickers made up and just put one on his bottle so when he's out there, make it look as if he's got his own little protein shake when he's out in his buggy. He's drinking some Howard's Blend. <laughs> there you are. He's, oh. he's drinking some Howard's Blend and he's from Howard's Blend. That's in his DNA. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, though, I mean, we laugh and we jest, but it's little things like these that marketing agencies, you know, promote and and they use. And and all these things, you know, like the old Levi's adverts when when the bloke took his his jeans off in the in the, um, you know, in the in the um, laundrette, the laundry place and he put it in. It's all these little things like that, that. At the end of the day, it's not rocket science having a, a fit, good-looking bloke taking his jeans off and putting it in a washing machine. But Jesus Christ, the amount of attention that it gets, you know, it, it's just discovering that thing for your brand, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like, if you if you think of, like, uh, fitness products, they use fitness models. They don't use the average person. The person that's in the, in the commercial is already fit. So showing them use your product, really, for us, we know, like, we know they didn't get that way from using the, uh, what's that thing that Chuck Norris uses? Um, the total gym. Yeah. The total gym, you know, you're not getting ripped from you total gym. So, but it's marketing. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think another way you were going, a direction you were going to is <clears throat> the marketing part of it for us, I think is a bit uncomfortable for us. Um, putting yourself out there, telling people about this product because, you feel strong about it. You feel strong enough that you did all the research and everything. And you put hours upon hours upon hours into bringing this product forth. But, you know, in a sense, I know you don't necessarily care about the likes, but you do want the product to sell. Yeah. So like that is, you have to figure out that connection or, or you know, what's, what's, what's not connecting. And this is for all of us you know, in our struggles, where's that disconnect? Because what we want to do and what we envision is going to take you throwing all your chips on the table, you know, you being out there, you being, you might, might have to, you know, you probably not a boastful guy, but you, you might have to boast in a, in a, in an ad for your thing. You know, I like the idea of, you know, the, the showing a little twig and then throwing the Howard's blend and then it turns into a tree. I like that whole, campaign that you started i think 
that will be something that you can go down and help you out. Yeah. I think at times as as a brand, we have to get out of our comfort zone and we have to get our product and give it to somebody and say, there you are, look, there's a freebie. Be honest. Tell me what you think. Does it taste good? Does it look good? Does the packaging look good? You know, do I look good as, as the face of the brand? And I think at times the businesses that are the successful ones are the people that pay the money to go to the people that know their shit. And because the thing is, I mean, look at it, your zone of, your zone of excellence, you know, your zone of genius. We're all good podcasters. We're all good at what we do, but that's what we're good at. That's our, that's our zone of excellence, right? But marketing isn't. So we're spending all that time, we're wasting that time on marketing that we don't really know what we're doing. If we was to go out there and pay somebody some money uh, to promote Five Deep or to, to coach us on how to market Five Deep and how a blend and the Mark Jeffrey podcast show and Rodney, you with your, you know, your real estate. If you was to pay somebody and say, look, there's my product. How can I promote this? I need your expertise to tell me. I think at times that's what makes you successful and stand out from the rest because these people that you're paying, they know their shit. Yeah, you get what you pay for, literally, in that, in that instance. But the problem is, is it's, it's getting out of that comfort zone, isn't it? I mean, it's mm-hmm. having your baby, having your product and handing it to somebody and say, look, what do you think? You don't want that person to come back and say, well, to be honest with you, Howard, that's a pile of shit. It's no different <laughs> to anybody else. It tastes like shit. You, it doesn't, but you, if somebody was to say that to you, you know, that's like saying, that's like somebody looking at your baby in a pushchair and saying, God, your baby is ugly. You'd, you'd end up chinning them, wouldn't you? And that's what you um, don't want. But sometimes you need somebody to tell you that for you to improve. Yeah, and... Yeah, absolutely. I don't want somebody to tell me like, oh, this is the worst product. I mean, I threw up, you know, drinking and whatever it is, which is um, what uh, happened with the people I interviewed from Australia, Seedling Nutrition, when they would try the different, this is what prompted them to create their own powders when they would drink the vegan powders and they would almost throw up. But um, the, uh, I do tell people that I've given the product to, I said, be honest with me. I may not like what your answer is, but be honest. If you're going to tell me it's bad, tell me at least how I can improve it. Like, okay, is it too gritty? You know, do you not like the flavor, et cetera? But yeah, you're right. It is, it is, it is like my little Sam. I'll put the little yeah. one pound bag in the stroller and push that around like my little baby. And so, uh, yeah, you don't want to hear the bad thing, but you're right. The constructive criticism is great. You guys have given me constructive criticism on all types of uh, endeavors that I've uh, undertaken. So you're right. And uh, on that note, I'm going to step away. I got to go pick up little Sam from the daycare and I'll see if I can come uh, call in from my phone here. I think I got to sign back in and everything, but uh, hopefully I'll see you guys in a little bit. No worries. Well, it was going to be, it was going to be an early one anyway. I don't think there's that much to talk about in this episode, but Howard, Great to see you on here again, man. You look after yourself and he's gone. Oh, he's back. He's great. I'm still here. I'm listening as I'm gathering my things. (laughs) No worries. Well, you look after yourself, brother, and we'll see you next week and keep on doing the amazing stuff you're doing. And March is going to be another fantastic month there. So I'll just round up with you there then, Rodney, really, to be honest, my, my goal for March is again, to carry on with the fitness, to lose some weight. Um, that that's like you say, that's a necessity for me now because 
I don't want to be the guy that I saw there yesterday. I went out for a for a meal with the missus last yesterday in the family. And it was a very bizarre thing where I went to yesterday. Um, and again, this place has got its own little niche, which makes it different. It was a pl- I went for a roast meal, a, a, a dinner, a Sunday lunch. And at this Sunday lunch, there was a, a kid's pool. And the kids go in for a dip, for a swim, while the food's being cooked. And I've never heard of that before, right? You know, because whenever you take your family out, your kids are playing up and screaming and shouting all that lot. So what do you do? You give them some colouring pencils or something like that to just to, to occupy them or you give them your phone. But this place had a swimming pool and they were in the pool while, while you know, the, the dinner was being made. And that way, because the kids are occupied, you don't mind having a drink and just chilling and, you know, doing stuff before you order the meal. Do you see where I'm coming from? And there's a lad there opposite me. And he's, he's on the table. There's a whole family opposite me. And I'm listening to the, the guy talking and he goes, yeah, he goes, um, I've been um, on a diet now for about a month. I haven't lost any fucking weight. He goes, and I don't understand it really because I don't eat much. And he says, I do exercise. He goes, I just can't seem to lose weight. And I was chuckling and I, and I thought, right, I'm going li- to just, just listen in on this conversation because I've just watched this dude. He's had four pints of lager in the space of the half an hour that I've been there, right? Later on down the line, he ate his roast dinner. He also ate the two roast potatoes that um, his son left. And then afterwards, they had a, 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 um, a lime cheesecake that his missus didn't like, and he troughed that down. And he was obviously lying to himself, you know, and... I don't know where I'm going going on this one, but what I want, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is that I want to make sure that I change my life so that I'm honest with myself and my fitness is important to me, rather than being this guy, you know, that I've been in the past, which was like this guy opposite that says that he's really good, he's really healthy, and not see the the shit that's going on really in front of him, you know? Yeah, well, you know, they say you can't. I'll, you know, I'll exercise a bad diet. So, you know, and that's, that's the reason why, like, I like tracking food, even if I don't do it forever, I like to see what I'm eating. So I can reflect whether it's anything, if I'm feeling sluggish, you know, if my, you know, I got a belly ache or if I'm tired or I got a lot of energy, I can literally go back and look at what I ate. You know, if I have a rough day with my stomach, you know, and I'm, what did I eat today? What did I eat yesterday? I can go back and look. So part of it is seeing how I feel with certain foods and eliminating the foods that don't agree with me. And the other part of it is um, just to be honest with myself. Same thing. Like when you, um, when you start, when I started this real estate journey, one of the first things that the um, course I took talked about was how much it costs to be you. You know, you might not know exactly how much it costs, but you go and you take down all your expenses, your credit cards, your mortgage, your car, snacks. You have to figure that out first. And then that that's where the honesty is. And then you can move forward. So that tracking of the food is being honest. Not being he's obviously not being honest with himself. And you know. Even the days like when you said in the past where you're like, oh, I put on a couple of pounds in the last couple of weeks. But you know, yeah, you ain't trying to fool yourself. You know, like, yeah, I was, 
you know, I was eating the, the uh, biscuits, you call them cookies, right? biscuits, right? Biscuits, yeah. Biscuits. I was eating ice cream, you know, those things you already know ahead of time. But maybe out in front of, you know, when he was in public, you know, his persona wouldn't allow him, his ego wouldn't allow him to be honest about, you know, his failings instead of saying, yeah, you know, I'm failing miserably because I, I, I don't have control on my eating. Yeah. I, and when he, what does he mean by exercising? You know, specifically, what are you doing? So, you know, I, I think that self-accountability is in, in what you're talking about. And, you know, we all on that journey. Yep. Physical fitness is something that eventually, because we eventually we, you're going to lose the ability to do certain things. So as we get older or you get limited. So why not now when we're relatively young, relatively fit, no health issues at this point in our life. Why, why are we not moving? Why are we not doing things to, to lengthen that time that we have? Yeah. Optimal strength. Well, that's it. And I mean, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on in the world at the moment. You know, the last two years has, has been plagued with coronavirus. Now there's the, there's the war going on with um, Ukraine and Russia and that's getting really, really nasty. And, Every time in the last, you know, in the last two years, I've turned on the internet and social media, and all I've seen is people, you know, moaning and and worrying about COVID. And now people are worried about this next war. Is is there going to be um, a nuclear war? Is it is it going to be the end of the world? And, and everybody again is 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 filling themselves up with fear, and they're panicking. And they're saying, oh, well, this, I mean, that was one of the things that this guy said yesterday. He was like, oh, well, I'm not too bothered. He says, I'll have another potato. He says, because we could all be dead tomorrow. We could all be blown up by Putin. And it's just like, we could be. And I said the same thing about COVID. But at the end of the day, you've got to look at yourself and say, right, I cannot. There's, I've got no control over COVID. I've got no control over Putin. There's nothing that I can physically do to stop Putin pressing that button. There's nothing that I can physically do to to stop COVID killing me, right? So why be fearful of it? Why get stressed about it? But what I can do is I can look at myself and I can and I can I I can exercise more. I can eat properly because that in itself can kill me. I could die from a heart attack. I could I could get cancer from stress and from from the crap that I'm putting in my body that is something that I can control so why worry about all of the shit in the world that I've got no control over look at myself and say right this I do have control over let's work on that right yeah I mean that's really what it boils down to you know you uh, you want to lessen your stress and a lot of those things you know I guess if you want to be in a conversation want to have conversation for information purposes or you you want to know what's going on so you you may pay attention but i i can't watch a lot of it on the news i can't um you know i can't be around people that are always you know just looking to suck the and and not on purpose some people's personalities are just they're just going to suck the energy out of you because they're always moaning about something no i can't be bothered to be around those type of things so the things that i I can do it's gonna speak life to myself and speak life into the people around me. I'll control that, and I don't mean control in a negative way, but I'll do what I can to impact that and 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 that's gonna make me feel good. But number one, it has to be me. I have to you know when I get off this call, I gotta go to the gym, you know what I'm saying i gotta I gotta keep on pushing myself um 
in, in those doing those things that are going to build me up and mm. feed me, nourish me, you know, nourish my mind. It's also the stuff that I listen to, stuff that I watch. You know, I got to get a hold on that because I tend to go to dark things and sad things and murder mysteries and stuff like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, what you're putting in your body, in your mind, is actually, you know, it does reflect on some on your mood and your attitude. But where you're at at the moment, Rodney, and where I'm at at the moment is that we are no, we, you, you're noticing the days when you're putting the shit in the body or you're not exercising, you'd rather stay at home watching Netflix. You're noticing these things. And that's that's the thing that I think people have got to start doing is getting out of their comfort zones and looking at themselves and, and asking themselves the questions, the whys and all that sort of stuff. And whether it be a business that you want to set up, if it's a thing that you've been talking about doing for a long, long time, if you're in a job that you hate, you know, you've got to start getting out of that comfort zone and making some plans and and and, and working out your future, the, 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 the path ahead and just, pick, you know, chipping away at it a little bit, bit by bit bit by bit okay you know you're going to lose three pounds in weight one week and then the next week you might put four on but it's so easy to sit back and say oh i've just put all that weight back on i can't be asked you know if you're going to succeed the next week you need to say right okay last week was a bit of a a fuck up let's crack on and then lose four pounds that week and 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 that's what i did last week you know i put three pounds on last week and it didn't bother me in the slightest because this week i've come back I've lost three pounds and I'm the same weight as what I was two weeks ago. I haven't right. gained anything now. I, I'm the same weight. Now I'm pushing forward to, to, to knocking a little bit more off. And I think that's, you know, you've got to look at that attitude in anything that you want to achieve in life. You know, there are going to be times when everything is not going to fall to plan. You know, if it was that easy to get the body that you want and to lose weight, everybody would have that body. Everybody yeah, would have I- that business. Everybody would have that Porsche 911. It's consistency. It's sticking with it. it. It's fighting for what you want. Nothing is easy, is it? No, definitely not. And and also too, you know, gotta know that you are, there's going to be so much pushback, whether it be people not believing in your vision, or it be, you know, um, people not wanting to support it. Even, the, you know, the closest people to you, you know, Howard talked about, you know, the wife not supporting you know, what, he's, what he's doing. You know, you have to know that. But you're responsible. It's your vision. You know, it's your it's your ba- it's your baby. It's your project. So you're responsible for it. So don't expect people around you. As a matter of fact, expect people to push back a little bit on it. But knowing that. Going, okay, but my goal is this regardless. So I, I put on a couple of pounds, but my goal is to be fit. Like me, I, I'm, I joined the basketball league, went to the practice. I saw how much I was out of shape, and I know that I got to work out. I got my work ahead of me. I didn't just, at the end of it, I wasn't defeated. Like, man, I'm out of shape. I, I can't play with these young guys. I said, nah, you know what? I got work to do. Yeah. Now I got to back on and get it done. So, you know, it's just about knowing that you know, it's, there's going to be obstacles. And just like you said, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's where I'm coming from. My, my goal for, for March is to carry on losing weight. Um, you know, what I want to get down to, I think the lightest I've been in years is about 14 stone five. So I want to get down to that. That is that is my goal for, for February. But also, 
you know, because I've been doing this sort of work and and and, and looking at myself and, and my my fitness and my food, my podcast has suffered. I haven't in in um, January and February, the Mark Jeffrey podcast show has done two episodes. Now you know me, Rodney. I was going for a stage where I was bashing out month after month, week after week, an episode every single week. And now, right. now I'm at a stage now where I've only done two episodes in two months. And I will be honest with you, I've sat there and I've looked at myself and I've thought, I'm enjoying losing this weight. I'm I'm enjoying the path that I'm going down on that. Do I re have I really got the love for podcasting any, any anymore? Have I lost the love for the Mark Jeffrey show? And I haven't. I really, really haven't. But I need to start looking at this now and I need to get it be getting out of my comfort zone and doing a little bit more work and working towards that the Mark Jeffrey podcast needs to have more episodes design for life needs to carry on growing you know and we've got five deep here so you know my goal for for March as well as my fitness is to pump a load of time and energy back into my podcasting because that's what I enjoy doing you know and I want to get back to loving what I'm doing on that as much as I do you know seeing the the weight come off yeah i gotta that's that's uh i'm gonna drop that in my uh my goals as well my upcoming goals these few next few months is to take my podcast I, the plan is to do it exclusively on youtube the live streaming and do my interviews like that provided that people are okay with doing the live streams um, or i can do the interview and upload them as premieres but that's what i need to be doing that's what i said i'm going to be doing i created the uh, I've created the, the the page, and now it's time for me to do it. Yeah, yeah. And like this this episode, this is episode five, and that, that this that's a good way to end this this podcast. Actually, is you know, I think we all as individuals need to work harder on on this podcast. You know, promoting it and on social media and getting it out to the world. But you know, it's just it's life. You know, you you can't do it all all of the time and you know this is something that we're going to have to do with this podcast is we're going to have to ask ourselves eventually are we going to have to get something to market it or you know wh- how many what direction are we wanting to go down and you know do we want to brand it and do we want to monetize it and all that sort of stuff this is all the things that we've got to talk about but at the moment we're starting out and it will improve we've got some visions of um, StreamYard and, and stuff like that to, to go live and have you guys ask us questions. But if there's any of you out there that would like us to discuss a topic, um, get in contact with us, drop Harmony an email. I think it's the, uh, is it official five deep at, um, oh, let me, do, let do me you know get... what the email is? I'm going to, I'm going to, this is this is Harmony's um this is Harmony's niche in the in the group and she's not here at the moment. So go on, Rodney. It's official five deep at Gmail and every it's all words. So five is spelled out. So official five deep at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can drop us um a, a DM on Instagram. We're five deep on Instagram and just get in contact with us. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. Tell us what you think of the first five episodes that we've done, how we can improve it. You know, we go, we're going to be having some some um, a musical intro at the beginning coming soon and the, the artwork might improve, but we're just basically getting this baby up and running. Last week we talked about starting out first impressions and, you know, we're at that stage. We've decided as a group that we just want to get started and we will see where it goes from there. 
So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think about our artwork, what you think about the, the how the podcast is going, topics that we can talk about. So drop us an email, drop us a DM on Instagram and um, just come come and be our, our I don't know, fans, our hooligans. Come and, come, and just come, and, come and support us. Tell us what you want on next. Have you got anything to say to that, Rodney, before we shut up the shop? Nah, I mean, you tied in a nice little bow on it. It's been emotional, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. And, um, you know, I look forward to speaking to you again through the week and um, speaking to you again on next week's episode. I don't know, you know, hopefully we'll have Lee and Harmony with us and um, we'll have a good old yarn again. Yes, sir. Stay safe, man. Look after yourself, brother. Take care.